Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, well, welcome everybody. Amen. So, we're going to finish up Jude today, preferably, <laughs> but we should. <laughs> we should. It's uh, not much left, believe it or not. Um, uh, oh, so for Bible study, Wednesday, we'll uh, pick up at the 29th verse of 1 Corinthians 15, I believe. We read the first 28 verses, right? Uh, so we'll pick up at the 29th verse to the end of the chapter. Still a lot of verses, but uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get through it. Amen. And then uh, tomorrow I sent out the address for the church um, that I'll be ministering at 10 o'clock. So please keep me in prayer for that. Amen. All right. So let's dig into this word here. Jude. All right. So, you know, we, we were talking about Jude. So, um, actually, let me. Uh, so we talked about how, you know, from the beginning, we talked about how we're to contend for the faith. Right. And then uh, Jude went on at uh, verse five. He went on, started talking about the old and the new apostates meeting. He was comparing you know, those in Israel who did not believe. And then he was also comparing it, uh, Solomon and Gomorrah to basically to what some of these false teachers are doing today, right? So then as we move along, and then we talked about how these teachers, they, they came in unaware, right? They crept in. And the reason why they crept in, because they were already there, right? And then, the problem with this computers. So, <laughs> all right. So let's scroll down. All right. So he talks about their um, their destruction that's coming, right? He talks about their destruction, and then now we're going to lead up to uh, in, uh, verse fourteen, right? So when we ask, so, well, when sometimes people ask and they may wonder, well, who's the first recorded prophet in the Bible? So some will say Abraham, some will say Moses, but we're going to see right here who it is, all right? So and and the thing about this, even with these false teeth, we don't have to. We don't really have to worry about them if we're doing what we're supposed to do. And then that's what we're going to see here as we get towards the end of Jude. All right. So let's pick up at the 14th verse here. Now, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. That's almost a tongue twister. So many ungodlies right there, right? <laughs> so, I guess when I'm reading in my head, it, it doesn't seem that way, but now I'm reading out loud, it, it uh, appears that way. Amen. But, you know, so Enoch is actually the first human recorded prophet, right? And in Genesis chapter 5, because we know he came before Abraham and Moses. Right. So it doesn't say in Genesis chapter five that he was a prophet, but that God took him. He walked with God for 300 years and the Lord took him. Right. But Jude here is, is saying in his analogy here in the scriptures, the Holy Scriptures, that Enoch is a prophet or was a prophet. Well, I guess it's a prophet because he's still alive. Right? <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't die like uh, most humans do. Amen. All right. So but he's prophesying about the Lord's return way back in Genesis. Right. He's prophesying about these certain men. Remember what I talked about? It's not just men, but it's it, that's a gender neutral word. It's men and women. So he's prophesying about these people way back in Genesis. Right. That's how good God is. Right. So he was warning way back then. 
So we have to heed these warnings, like I talked about before. But look what he groups them in as. He says, look, he, he groups them as ungodly. And ungodly is mentioned in, in verse 15 four different times. Right? And now these are people who have churches. These are people who are invited in churches and they're ministering. But uh, Jude here is saying that they're ungodly. Right? But yet, so many people are following their destructive ways. Alright, so let's go down to uh, verse 16. Well, hold on. He said, uh, I'm sorry, going back to verse 15, the uh, latter part of verse 15. And of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, harsh things spoken against him means offensive, intolerant things that don't line up with him or the word of God. See, those are the harsh things. See, we can't lie on God. We can't lie about God's word. Because, because we are in a period of grace in this time, and, you know, we may do something purposely wrong, let's say, and God doesn't come right away and strike us, doesn't give us a license to do those things. God is actually, and we talked about it before, that God is allowing things to happen, hoping that people will repent. Mm -hmm. But we know the scriptures warn us that a lot of these false they're not going to repent. Right? So now let's go to verse 16. He says here, these are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts. Remember I talked about how? They go by the lust of the flesh, walking according to their own lust, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. Grumblers, complainers, they mouth great swelling words, trying to flatter people. Right? So Jude noticed their methods all revolved around words. Right? And we're going to see in a little, well, not a little, well, I guess in a little bit towards the end, because I'm going to give some examples on sheep, why they come with words and why they entice people. And he says this, on top, of their, well, on top of their questionable lives, they were essentially a people of deception, departing from the foundation of Jesus Christ. Right? So, great swelling words means extravagant, not sensible, excessive. And we have to be careful of that. So, they, that could come in all different forms. It could come, we talked about the health and the wealth, prosperity. That could also come, say, you know, where people go around and, and they brag about, the gifts of the spirit and how they're powerful and how they're king's kid and all this. And we got to be careful of that. Jesus actually warns us of that. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Seventeenth verse. We'll start it. So remember. You know, Jesus sent out the 12 and then he sent out 70. <clears throat> Amen. So Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Now, this could sound like some people today, right? So the Holy Spirit is moving and then they begin to brag, right? So Jesus says this, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. So, he gives us that authority so we don't have a right to brag on it. Amen. Right. right? Because it's not our power. Amen. So now when we see people or we hear people bragging about it, guess what? They're out of order. 
Right? So, but let's see what we should be bragging about. Verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Right? But we don't usually tend to rejoice about that. Right? We rejoice about all the other things that go on in the church, but how often do we actually rejoice from the time outside of when we first get saved? Right? How often do we rejoice that our name's written in heaven? That's what we should be bragging about. Right? That's what we should be rejoicing about. But so many get caught up in this movement of the spirit and the, the gifts and things like that. It's not about that. Alright, so let's go back to Jude. So he was talking about grumblers, complainers, mouthing great, swelling words, like we just talked about, flattering people, right? So, in other words, they give words with no power, right? They will brag about these things and these great exploits that they quote-unquote supposedly do, right? But it's just words. There's no power there. And Paul dealt with that in, uh, I think it was 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He talked about that, how he did come teaching with words, but he also came with power. But he didn't brag about the power. It was the power because the Holy Spirit was working through him and operating through him. While these other false teachers that were in the Corinthian church, they were bragging about what they were doing. See the difference? See, so we got to be careful. So just like these old tent revivals that they used to do back in the 50s and 60s and things like that, what were they talking? How were they talking? Is Jesus being glorified or is the miracle being glorified? Right? That, those are signs of false teachers. And then the thing with these people, nothing ever satisfies them. I think I talked about that before. They, they become discontented. They become discontented with the gospel. Well, how do they become discontented with the gospel? They start adding to their own opinion to the word and what they think it should be. Right? That's becoming discontented. Right? We got, again, we can't do that. And I talked about in uh, Second John how we're not even supposed to give them a time of day. John talked about how that we're not even supposed to greet them. But we have to understand that all of us are just one sermon away, one podcast away, one YouTube video away from going to us false doctrine. Right? So we can't think that we, we, we're so far arrived that we can listen to some and be okay. Right? That includes me. Right? None of us are exempt from that. Because what happens is it gets in our, the words get in our heads. And then if it gets in our head, then it starts to go to our heart. And if it gets in our heart, that's what we begin to believe. Yes. And we got to be on guard about that. Yeah. Verse 17 and 18. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there will be mockers in the last time who will walk according to their own godly lust. So remember the words which were spoken before you. So how will we know if we don't hear? How will we know if we don't read? How will we know if we're not properly taught the truth? Right? Because there's so many, and, and, this, and, and it, it breaks my heart because there's so many people that truly do love Jesus, but they're being led astray. Because they're, they're being led astray by these people that, that, that are feeding them lies. Mm -hmm. 
not feeding them the truth. And while they're on their way, the teachers are on their way to destruction, they're going to lead these people to destruction. Right? So we have to be on guard against that. That we don't be led. So now, looking at verse 18 where it talks about Marcus, we would think that, because I think some, some translation has scoffers, we would think that that's just somebody making fun. But that word actually in the Greek actually means false teachers. Right? So, it's, in other words, how they told you that there will be false teachers in the last time who will walk according to their own godly lust. So, what Jude is saying here, the church was warned by the apostles. They were warned by Jesus. They were warned by Peter, warned by Paul, watch this, warned by John, and are even warned by Enoch. Right? So we have to be on guard about that. Why would we have so many warnings and just ignore it? Like it doesn't exist. Because there's a reason why all of them were warning us. There's a reason why Paul talked about it in his letters to Timothy and to Titus. There's a reason why. Because we're not supposed to just ignore it. And remember, Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 4, 4 through 5, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Not that they're going to come out. I think I talked about this a while ago. Not that they're going to come up and say, I'm Jesus. But they're going to come up as pseudo-Christians, saying, you know, we're Christians. And then they're going to lead people astray. And I saw a clip this week. Um, and I didn't watch the whole thing. But somebody was talking about this particular pastor. And I can't remember his name. If I could, I would say his name. Uh, and I don't know where he was from. But he was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. And how they were not destroyed because of homosexuality. Right? So, and then he read uh, Ezekiel 16. And the 49th verse he read how, and I read it before, how they had pride and they neglected the poor and, and the things that they were doing. But he failed to read verse 50 where it talks about that, about the sexual uh, homosexuality going on. So basically what he was doing was condoning it, basically saying it wasn't, a, almost saying it, giving people a license that it is okay to do it. And then so many people in the church were shouting, Amen. And then apparently, and I didn't see it, apparently this supposedly clip of this video got a whole bunch of likes. There's something wrong with that. Right? But, again, we shouldn't be surprised by that because we're warned in the scriptures. Right? We, and it's a warning so we don't get deceived. So the true sheep, the true body of Christ does not get deceived and go and get led astray. Because, yes, it's ultimately... A, a plan of the enemy. But we have to be on guard about that. Mm -hmm. Amen. I, uh, verse 19. These are sensual persons who cause divisions not having a spirit. So sensual, in other words, I talked about it before, how they call them. Sensual, not in, in a, a sexual and moral way, but sensual is they're led by their five senses. Right? They try to say that they're led by the spirit but they're led by their five senses. And we're going to see here in a couple of verses on why they're not led by the Spirit. And, all right, so it talks about divisions here. Right? So this, is, this particular word, uh, division in the Greek, it's the only one found in the Bible. Right? So this word, division, actually means that they separate themselves. That's how they make divisions. In other words, 
You ever been around uh, a church where somebody is too anointed to talk with other Christians? <laughs> right? They're too anointed to talk to other Christians because it's going to mess up their flow. Right? I've seen people like that, right? But we see Jesus, how did he function? Right? So even when the woman with the issue of blood came, he turned around, but he still ministered. Right? So it, it's, we got to be, but this is what these, these people do. They separate themselves because they're better. They're, they're the ones that have all these bodyguards around them because <laughs> no one can get to them, right? Because they don't want to pray for nobody. They only want to pray when they got an audience. So if you're in the store, don't talk to them <laughs> because they're busy. Right? Because they're on their own time now, right? Like they're Shaquille O'Neal song. Right? No, because if we're children of God, it's never our time. Right? Because it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Right? So how can we make that distinction? If you want your own time, go home. Right? Or go in church, lock the doors. Right? But this is how we get deceived by these people. And they try to make themselves to be big. How can we make ourselves be bigger than Christ? If we have access to Christ at any time, <laughs> right? Why, why, why all of a sudden? And you think about all the things that Paul went through and he still kept pushing. Why? Because he had a love for people, right? So you can't be in a ministry and not want to be bothered by people. The two don't go together. <laughs> yeah, it don't go together. That that you can, don't tell me God called you in the ministry, but you don't like being around people. That can't happen. <laughs> and the truth be told, that's why He ain't called me years ago because I ain't like being around people. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> oh, she says Amen to that. But how do we guard against these people? Verse 20 and 21. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Amen. keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. In other words, we guard against these false teachers ourselves as individuals by we keep growing in the things of the Lord. Hallelujah. We keep fellowshipping with the Lord and with one another. Amen. Right? Amen. We keep reading His Word. Amen. We keep praying. Thank you, Jesus. We worship. Hallelujah. That's how we stand guard against these people, right? We don't have to go around and, and say, oh, you're a false teacher, you're a false teacher, or go to their churches and challenge them like that, because there are some people that do do that. Right? And I don't think that's the God necessarily neither, but I, I don't know what God told them. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but my job is to warn you all. Right? Just like Jude warned, my job is to warn you all to make sure you are aware of all this so now you can keep going. Right? And not be sidetracked or get distracted by the deception out there. Amen. Amen. And the thing about this, you know, God loves everyone, even the ungodly. Right? So we still have to have a love for the ungodly. Right? Romans 5 and 6 says this, for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, right? So guess what? There's times we're going to have to sacrifice 
for those who don't know the Lord. Right. Because there's times where we may not feel like speaking to somebody, feel like dealing with some people. But guess what? We have to do it because guess what? Jesus could have said that about us. Right. Well, shoot, they ain't here yet. So why do I care about them? I'll just worry about these 500 brethren right here. (laughs) But he didn't do that. Right. So Jude tells us to build yourselves up on your most holy faith. This means that we are responsible for our own spiritual growth. Right? We are responsible. So we can help can be provided in an environment that's conducive to growth. Right? Just like with plants. Right? But ultimately, we're responsible for our own spiritual growth. We, I can't force you to read the Bible. <laughs> we have to do that on our own. I can't force you to pray. We have to do that on our own. You can't force me to read the Bible or pray. Those are things that I have to want to do. Verse 22. All right, we're almost done. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. So on some have compassion. That means we're going to come across people we already have that have been deceived by these false teachers. Right? But we're to make distinction. So distinction means to separate, to decide. There mean, that means that, look, there are going to be some Christians who are deceived where we may just have to say, hey, brother, sister, come in, let me talk to you. And then there's some we're going to have to pull out the fire where we're going to have to rebuke because they're going way off course. Right? But we don't rebuke them with our own personal opinion. We rebuke them with the scriptures. That's what does it. And what gets the church and Christians in trouble, we do it out of our own personal opinions, our feelings, our pride, instead of just giving the Scripture. Because the Scripture convicts, not us. Right? But we try to convict them. Right? But no, we still got to operate in love. Right? And then even, God forbid, we may come across a false teacher. We don't have to argue with them. Right? We just give the word. That's all we have to do. And then if they don't receive it, they don't receive it. But that's okay. We've done our part. But we can't save somebody else if we're not doing right what we're supposed to do. Right? It's just like somebody drowning. Right? Or or, <laughs> or you, you're on the plane, right? What do they say with the kids? As a parent, take care of yourself first and then take care of the kid. Amen. Sometimes what we try to do is take care of our brothers and sisters first and then not take care of ourselves. Amen. We neglect ourselves. We can't do that. Right. Because there are some people that they're already in the fire. They're, they're, they're burning up here. Right. And yes, we may have to be a little bit harder with them. Right. That's OK. Because I know some. Right. Some of them come through this ministry even when we're at the house. Right. Because they're stuck in their ways. Because what did I talk about? They come with it. The, they try to get a hold of the mind, the thoughts of people. And they start trying to teach things. And then that's how they do it, because they get people. They want people to, to think that, oh, you can do this, you can do that. And then where we get to the mindset of we're trying to be somebody bigger than what we really are. <laughs> right. Why can't we just be brother and sister so-and-so? <laughs> Seriously, what, what is wrong with that? Why, why does it have to be I'm apostle so-and-so? But why can't we just be Johnny Christian? <laughs> right. Right. It's like that. that I, I mean, it's like, oh, 
being Johnny Christians beneath me. Right? I want to be apostle so-and-so, bishop so-and-so. Why? You still a Christian. You still decide you not and see, I talked about it before. They thinking, oh, I'm gonna go up and people are gonna serve me. No. <laughs> We're supposed to serve even more the higher we go up. And we have it backwards. Because these false teachers are leading people astray. Alright, here we come to the doxology. See, I, tell you, I didn't think we are going to be long. Alright, verse 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. I'm going to read that again. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Right? I can start right there. I'm going to read that again. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Right? So why do we have so many Christians that go for it, fall back? Go for it, fall back. Right? Oh, it's this problem, this situation is going on. No, you need to get in the Lord. Because he says here, now to him who is able to keep you from what? Stumbling. Right? So we have the ability to continue to press forward. But we have to do what? We have to stay in his presence. Amen. That's right. Right? We have to stay in his word. And that is so vital because so many people don't stay in his word. Right? So many people don't pray. So many people don't worship. Right? And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. That's what we should be rejoicing about. That he can present us faultless. Why? Because Christ died for all our sins. Right? Verse 25. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. So, we have to learn to walk, work out our own soul salvation. Amen. Right? We got to stop making excuses on why we continue to stumble over and over and over. Doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. No. Doesn't mean we won't make mistakes. No. But it says here that he is able to keep us from stumbling. Right? But we have to, sometimes we get distracted. Well, how do we get distracted? We get into our feelings. We get into our emotions. Right? So, oh, I don't want to deal with brother and sister so-and-so. Right? And, 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 but we can't do it out of our flesh. But because he's given us his Holy Spirit, we can do it. But it sounds so impossible because we don't ever look at it that way that, you know what, actually if I stay in his presence, he can keep me from stumbling. He can, he can, it doesn't mean we won't have thoughts, <laughs> right? doesn't mean we won't be tempted because Jesus was tempted, right? But Jesus didn't stumble. Why? Because what did Jesus do? He came back with the word. He didn't go and say, hey, I'm brother, sister, so-and-so. Do you know who I am, Satan? I'm the king's... No, he ain't that. Why do we have to do all that? Where? That one already knows who we are. And you know the type of people that do that? It's the people who don't know who they are. Because I remember... I, I remember being... Actually, I don't even give the correction story. Just police officers. It's the rookie officers that have a lot of mouth. The ones that have no time and they want to get up there and act like... They're in charge and everything, and they start running their mouths. But the veteran officers are usually quiet because they already know who they are. They have nothing to prove, <laughs> right? But this young officer <laughs> who doesn't know who they are, they're mouthing, oh, this is my scene. I got it. Don't worry about it. You, 
You don't have to do all that. <laughs> right? So it's the ones that don't know who they are that's going to have to do all of that. I'm, I'm this. I'm that. Satan, you, you can't mess with me. But stop. Just walk in the Lord. Amen. Job didn't do all that. So why do we think we're we going to do all that? And guess what? We have something Job did. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Amen. Right? It's just what I said. If we're walking with the Lord, He knows who we are. So He can't touch us without God's permission. Amen. The problem comes in when He don't know who we are, just like some of those people are mouthing off, and now they're trying to let Him know. So just like I talked about with the sons of Sceva. Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? But then you want to mouth off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you could stop me. Right? And he'd just be back there laughing. Because it's a bunch of nobodies. Right? But, and, and <laughs> we're joking about it, but, because <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> but there are Christians that do that because they're being taught to do that. Right? They, they, and, and you got pastors on TV telling them, hey, you let the devil know who you are. For what? Why? You're just opening yourself up to darkness. And then we don't realize. But see, again, it's those saints right there that don't know no better. Right? So now we have to teach them. Right? We have to teach them with the word. Right? Doesn't mean they have to come here. We could be at work and we can still teach them. Amen. Right? We could be in the grocery store and we can still teach them. Because they, they're just naive to some things. Right? Philippians 2 and uh, 12 to 13 says this. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Right. That's how we keep from stumbling. By working out our salvation. That's Philippians 2 verse uh, 12 and 13. So there is serious deception in the world and often among those who are called Christians. We have a lot of Christians in the body of Christ who are deceived. And they're trying to be like what Paul was addressing. I think we'll get to in 2 Corinthians. Uh, these quote unquote like super apostles, they, they're trying to be something that they're not. Right? If you want to be that, just walk in the Lord. Plain and simple. Right? We don't have to try to be Big and bad super Christian. <laughs> Just walk in the Lord. Because remember, the Holy Spirit is the one who's coming to move in the power. That's right. Not us. Not us. Right? But we can rejoice that our names are written in the book of life. Amen. That's what we should be bragging about. Right. Amen? Amen? So, five things about sheep, and I'll, I'll be done. Sheep have flocking instincts. So, the church should fellowship together as a body. Right. right? So when the sheep get together, they're flocking. Right? That's how, that's part of their protection. They come together. So even like, uh, you see, we've we all seen those na National Geographic shows where you got the lions chasing the impalas or whatever. What are they looking for? That one that's separating. Yeah. Right? That's all, that's all they want. Yeah. See, they get the whole pack running. All they want is the one that's going to be <laughs> Soon as they're there, I got you. <laughs> I got you. That, that, that's what they're looking for. And everybody keep going and, and see. And why are they veering? Because they allow their fear to get a hold of them. Right? Instead of staying with the pack where they'll be protected, they allow their fear to get a hold of them. And now 
they go away. And then now they get devoured. All right, so we got to remember to stay in fellowship with one another. All right, what else? Sheep will follow the leader. They are trusting, right? And the thing about it with that, the reason why I had that in there is because these false teachers, they know that. And that's why they come as wolves in sheep's clothing. Because they want to gain people's trust and, 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 and things like that. And now they want to lead them astray. Alright, number three. Sheep are hesitant to move towards the dark. I'm going to say it again. Sheep are hesitant to move towards the dark. Right? We should not find ourselves drifting towards darkness. Not in the sense of sin, but darkness in the sense of what doesn't line up with the word of God. And see, how do the shepherds at nighttime get the sheep to move into the barn? You know what they do? They cut the light on. And then the sheep move towards the light. That's what we have to do. Move towards the light. That light is Jesus Christ. And that's why Satan, the Bible tells us, Satan will come down and pose as an angel of light. Because he's leading people astray. And deception. And the only reason why he's able to do that is because people don't know the word. That's the only reason why. Alright. Number four. Sheep have broad vision. Sheep have broad vision. And in order to catch one, you have to sneak up from behind. Remember what we learned in June? These false teachers, what? They crept in unaware. Stealthily. Right? And Paul talked about with the church of Ephesus that some from among yourselves will rise up. Right? And then we, we talked about uh, how these false teachers, these certain men came into in Jew last week, how they came into the fellowship unaware. They'll come into people's fellowships and things like that. And you're thinking that they're, they're good, they're powerful because they, they're quoting scriptures and things like that. But something ought to tell us. It doesn't mean that everybody come through. We look at, oh, you're a false teacher. No, 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 no. It will reveal itself in time. It will reveal. See, all these things that you just talked about here and all these things in the New Testament doesn't mean that they're going to have all these things, these false teachers. But you're going to see a few of these things, a couple of things in them. All you got to do is just stay planted and just watch. It will reveal itself. All right. And the last one. If you catch the sheep, you control it by its head. If you catch the sheep, you control it by its head. So they sneak up from behind to catch the sheep and they control it by its head. So that, again, is why these false teachers come with these words. Because it's just what I talked about before. They're trying to come, get in people's heads. And then what goes from the head then goes to the heart. And then what comes from the heart is what we believe. And then guess what? For what we believe, that's what we, we begin to confess. And then now, we could be like those 70 disciples when they came back and said, Oh yeah, demons are subject to me, and I could do this, and I could do that. Satan's under my feet. When, he's not even on our feet, because he's in the second heaven. The scriptures tell us that. Right? And, but yet, we say that in church all, all the time, right? We, we, we sing it. He's under my feet. Right? No. Right? But... How do we control our head? We've got to put on the armor. Right? And, I, and I talked about it before, a while back. I know some of us weren't here. But the armor is just the word of God. It's the word of God. God bless you. It's the word of God. 
We have to stay in the word of God. If we stay in the word of God, we won't be deceived. Amen. Right? Because yes, they may come saying some flattering words. Like I said, quoting scriptures and things like that. But just sit back and watch. It will reveal itself in due time. That deception is going to reveal itself in due time. And then you're going to start to see. And, they, and guess what? They're still going to have other people deceived and fooled. But because you stayed in the Word, because you stayed in God's presence, you won't be deceived. And you'll, you'll, you'll be able to see. And that doesn't mean that we go around, hey, that's a false teacher. Don't listen. No, 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 no. Right? We just stay on guard. We, gotta, we, we have to stay on guard ourselves first before we go rescue somebody else. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So ultimately, we contend for the faith by staying in relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. Staying in his presence. Staying in the word. Fellowshipping with one another. Amen. Amen. Praying. Worshiping. Amen. That is how we contend for the faith. Right? We don't, we don't have to contend for the faith just out of our words and arguing with people. No, that's not contending for the faith. That's just flesh. That's flesh. But we got to give the scriptures. Amen. Amen. And I think I forgot to mention um, one thing because it came to me while I was praying. Where was it? Uh, I know I read it. I just didn't talk about it. Help me out here, Marsha. Talk about they didn't have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, 19. June 19. Alright, so they're a sensual person because I start talking about the sensual person who caused divisions but not having the Spirit. And it's capital S because the Holy Spirit. So in verse 19, it's talking about how they don't have the Holy Spirit. I, I didn't want it to see that. I'm just saying that, but it, it's right here in the Scripture that they don't have the Holy Spirit. But they'll go around thinking that and telling people rather that I have this, but they're really led by their flesh. The Holy Spirit's not in them. The reason why the Holy Spirit's not in them is why? Because the Holy Spirit can't go against the Word of God. Right? The Holy Spirit can't go against the word of God. So when they're coming with these flattering words, it's all lies and deception. And they're all being led by their flesh and their sinful nature. And, that, and it's not the Holy Spirit. But yet they're telling people that's the Holy Spirit. And that's why we see all these moves. right? And we've seen these people. And I'm sure most of us have probably seen them. Where you got people shaking and barking like dogs. And things like that. And these are things that are actually going on in churches. And people are thinking, that's the move of the Holy Spirit. But it's not. It's deception. And we got to be on guard against that. Amen? I just wanted to make sure I uh, pointed that out. Amen. Let's, let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord God. Heavenly Father God. Just thank you once again for your word, oh, Heavenly Father God. I thank you, Lord God. That even way back at the beginning in Genesis, Lord, you, you had your man of God prophesy, Lord God, who, who came to warn us, O oh, Heavenly Father God. Your son Jesus came to warn us, Lord. You had the apostles come and warn us, and you had Jew come and warn us, O oh, Heavenly Father God. And I'm praying, Father God, that we who are here, Father God, and those who are listening on YouTube, on the podcast, Father God, that they would heed these warnings, O oh Lord God, and not just go and, and listen to anybody, O oh Heavenly Father God, but be able to discern the truth from a lie, Lord God. So I'm praying, Father God, that we will be like the Bereans, Lord, 
and we will study your words, Lord God, to, 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 to understand the things that are being said, to, to, to make sure that they are true, Lord God, and not be taken aback by people who come with words, but no power, Lord God. No power because the Holy Spirit is not in them, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. So I just thank you, Father God. I thank you for protecting us, Lord God, protecting our hearts and our minds, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I just thank you and I glorify you. I pray that you continue to watch over us, protect us and guide us all home safely, Father God. Continue to strengthen our hearts and our minds, Father God. I pray right now, Lord God, that our faith will fail us not, Lord. I'm praying, Father God, that we will not grow weary in well-doing, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that we could count it an honor and a privilege, Lord God, that your word is true, that your word is, is being fulfilled, Lord God, in this world, Lord God. And so many people don't know, Lord God, those who are outside the church and those who are inside the church, Lord God. Lord God, you, you, you spoke, Lord Jesus, that there will be wars and rumors of wars, Lord God, pestilences and plagues, Lord and even the false teachers rising up, Lord God, and them becoming more frequent, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. But little did we know, Lord God, even at that time, Father God, or even the time that, from when we all first got saved, Lord God, that, that there'll be things like social media and YouTube, Lord God, to get that false teaching out there, Lord God, and, and lead people astray, Lord. So I'm praying even now, Lord, that those who are being led astray, that they will wake up, Lord. That they will see, that they will read your word and see something in your word, Lord God. To let them know, Father God, that something is not right, Lord. So I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Lord God. That even times that we may not even know the, everything in your scripture, Lord God. That your, your, your Holy Spirit, Lord God, convicts us, Lord God. Warns us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. So I'm praying, Father God, that... Every Christian out there, Father God, will heed the warning, Lord God, of your of your word and of your Holy Spirit, Father God. In Jesus name I pray. Amen.